Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. So today we have a really awesome episode with the new year coming and everyone going down the whole like new year, new me. And, you know, we've had a rough year this year. COVID has just changed so much for so many people, made things so much more difficult and just like our everyday lives. And I know a lot of people have just nailed down their fitness stuff. And some people have kind of felt like they've fallen off a little bit. And so a lot of people say that, you know, a new year isn't anything. It's just another day. But I feel like a lot of people really value the first of the year because it really is just like a fresh, clean slate and it feels fresh. So the coaches at XL Nutrition decided we would get together and put together a fun little podcast for you and just give you some tips on how to really actually hit these goals. Everyone has these fitness goals, these realistic or unrealistic goals. And we just kind of want to talk about, you know, what it really takes to reach your goals. And so you can sit here at the end of the year and know that you've done everything that you could do and that you had the stamina to withstand the year and you didn't just like fizzle out by February 12th. So I have my coach Danny here and coach Aaron and we're just going to dive right on in. What does it take to actually reach your goals and how, what will it take to actually reach your goals in 2021? Danny, we were just, we were talking before we started recording and you had said something that is just, yes. <laughs> so you jump in and, and talk about that. So I think the main way to be able to start reaching your goals and to stop just feeling like a failure all of the time is to set better goals, honestly. Mm. Um, it sounds simple, but I think a lot of times we just, we don't even know where to start with setting these goals and we choose something that just isn't going to be beneficial to our journey mentally or physically or whatever else. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we see people choosing these goals or we choose them ourselves where it's, I want to lose 10 pounds in two months mm. or I just want to lose 10 pounds, even if there's not a time frame on it, or I would really like to lose five inches off of my waist. And I think that these number goals, they kind of start you off in a mindset where you are set up to fail if you don't see those numbers changing the way that you think they should. So better goals to set. And to preface this, I want to say it's not bad to want to be a certain weight or to look a certain way or to fit a certain size at all. I'm not really a big fan of like the fit shaming and stuff that's going on these days. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But when that is your main focus, it's easier to feel like a failure when you're not there as quick as you think you should be. So for reference, some better goals, in my opinion, are things like I want to be able to walk three flights of stairs at work instead of taking the elevator Mm. without being out of breath. I want to sleep through the night. I want to be able to 
squat without pain, I would like to increase my mile time from 12 minutes to 10 minutes. If you're in a situation like me where I'm recovering postpartum and I'm recovering from back surgery, an excellent goal is I want to improve my recovery and support my recovery. And when you set these goals, you are now focusing on the way that you feel and you're not getting as wrapped up in the scale and the inches and the everything else that is just such like mental torture <laughs> yeah. watching those things because it's such a slow process when you're doing it correctly. But if you can focus on, you know, how you feel and the things you can do, you will see those changes and you will also see changes in the way you look. So this isn't saying like, screw the way you look. That's not what it's about. Get over it you will see those changes as well. It's just focusing on the things that are going to keep you on track. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. You know, realistic and tangible. We're not saying that 10 pounds isn't realistic or tangible. It's just a matter of like when you're so hyper-focused on that number and seeing the scale fluctuate from day to day, because it will, it's very easy to get discouraged and throw it all out because I'm just, oh, it's not happening or my weight went up again. Instead of being like, oh, like you said, like three flights of stairs. If you notice you're out of breath after two flights of stairs, well, then guess what? That third flight, when you make it up that, it's a great feeling. Oh, wow. That's how you know you're improving. You can't possibly feel better in your clothes and be able to do these things, lift a little bit more, run a little bit faster or a little bit longer without also seeing the physical progress. So I really like that. I think that it kind of reframes things for people. Yeah. And I think it's important none of us are anti-scale. We all weigh ourselves and we all take that into consideration during our fitness journey. But it's important to not be so hung up on that number that it's the only thing that matters. For example, if your weight hasn't moved in two weeks or three weeks, you might think, what's wrong with me? Why am I not making progress? But it's looking at it so much deeper than that. How have you been feeling in the gym? How has your sleep been? How has your stress levels been? How have you been feeling physically? How are you doing? Like, how are you, how's your strength? How's your energy? Everything like that. Those are all indicators of progress. And that's why we really try to tell people it's okay to have goals that have to do with weight, but that's not the big end all factor in whether you're successful or not. Yeah. And unless you left high school a year ago, it's not realistic to try to get back to high school weight. I don't care. (laughs) So true. It's not realistic to be like, I want to weigh what I weighed in high school. Or, you know, if that ends up happening through the process, cool. But I, I see so many women wanting to go, quote unquote, back. I want to be back to what I was two years ago. I want to be back to what I was in high school. And a lot of the times, if you weren't doing something sustainable, more often than not, that time period was miserable. Well, and honestly, I think the majority of us, we have this ideal body in mind, but we have no idea what we would weigh to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, when I was at, I want to say goal body, but at the same time, I don't know that I necessarily love that phrase either. But where I was when I was most confident and happiest with myself right before getting pregnant with my fourth baby, the last few coaches that I had worked with, the last two, when I was setting my goals, it had nothing to do with my weight. It was, I want to look stronger. I want to feel stronger. And I had already had the wherewithal at that point that I knew it didn't matter what was on the scale. 
I knew looking at myself, hey, I kind of want to like tighten certain things up a bit, but I also want more energy in the gym and I also want to lift more. So I had reframed that in my mind and in my goal setting into this is what I want to see. And by doing that, I was no longer hyper-focused on the scale. I was still using it because I was using it for check-ins and my coaches needed to know what I weighed for when they were programming, you know, my plans. But that wasn't what we were even making changes off of. And by doing that, I actually got to where I was the most confident and the happiest with my body that I had ever been. And during that time period, like I said, my goals had literally nothing to do with the scale. I did lose weight and I did lose inches just kind of as a byproduct of the fact that I was moving more, I was lifting more, and it didn't happen right away. Mm. I mean, this was over years, you know? Yeah. So just reframing how we're even setting our goals. Yes. So we're not setting ourselves up for failure. Let's set better goals. Yes. So one, don't set yourself up for failure with your goals. <laughs> so the second one um, I would say is to be okay with baby steps. I think so often we want to just fly from zero to a hundred. Why am I not there yet? And, and I know that a lot of it stems from the diet industry and, and diet culture and lose 10 pounds fast and these fads that basically strip you of water weight the first couple of weeks. So you feel like you've, you know, achieved these results, amazing results so fast when in reality, it's just not sustainable. And so taking those baby steps with your nutrition, taking them in the gym, just going, you know, you've got to be able to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. And I think people struggle with that so much. Yeah. And I think it's funny that we do because why do we look at wellness any differently than any other thing that we're trying to obtain? We don't think we're going to get rich overnight. We don't think we're going to get strong overnight. You know, in every other area of our life, we accept that there's a process and it's going to take time to get to where we want to be. So it's kind of like when we look at wellness, why would we look at it any differently? That's a really good point. <laughs> Get rich quick. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone believes that, I got something for you. <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do with people's mindset and the fact that when they're making these lifestyle changes, they are learning so much and they're working so hard. And we see that and we know that and we've been there too. But I think a lot of times they feel like, oh my God, over the past month, I have worked so hard. Mm -hmm. I have focused more than I have ever focused before. And like not much has changed. And so much has changed. But because they're focused on the wrong things, I mean, I hate to say it, but honestly, the wrong things, they think that nothing has changed. And all of this has been for crap. And why even do it then? Right. Why? Yeah. And the same as I was a month ago before I even cared about any of this. And now I'm putting my whole soul into changing. Why would I continue to do it if it's this hard? Yeah. And it's realizing that like, A, it takes more time than that. And B, there are probably so many changes that have happened in that time that you are just not, even just the fact that you are actually thinking about and making these mindful decisions and learning, even if that's all that changes in that first month, that's huge. Because if yeah. you get up, that's going to give you a lifetime of changes. It's yeah. kind of like, what, if you give a man a fish, you feed him like one dinner. If you, <laughs> It's kind of the same idea, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's, you know, and we're not sitting in an ivory tower saying this, you guys, like we've all been there. We have all been the piss off person who worked their ball, like their tits off for a month. And we're like, what? I'm I'm seven months (laughs) postpartum and I am a fitness trainer. I literally am at the gym every day. I am a nutrition coach. I'm literally watching everything I eat, you know, and being mindful and coaching others. And I'm not at like this amazing postpartum perfect pre-baby weight. No, if I want to get to my pre-baby weight, I still have about 10 pounds to go. And that's if I were to be only focusing on the scale because I'm also well aware that I might get to where I'm happy again and to where I look semi-similar and fit the same clothes and stuff that I did before. And the number on the scale might not be the same. And why would I care? Yeah. Yeah. But it's still hard when it's slow. And I, if I said that it wouldn't be great to be these chicks that I see on Instagram who are, you know, at their quote unquote pre baby body in three months and they just had their second kid three freaking weeks ago with a flat stomach. And it's like, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> like, that's not, you what, know, normal. They do because that's not even... <laughs> yeah, that's... Not sustainable. It's not not for my lifestyle anyways. That might be sustainable for their lifestyle, but that's the other thing that we have to pay attention to is what we like to do. What makes us happy? Maybe that person literally eats kale and mm. a banana every single day, and they're okay with that because that's what their lifestyle calls for. I like to go to date nights. I like to have cookies with my kids. I like to do all of these things that I can do mindfully, but sure, I'm not going to lose 10 pounds in three weeks. Right. And and the thing is with baby steps too, it's not just like a mindset thing. It's also like not trying to do everything at once. You know, I think some people really need to get a, a good handle on their nutrition before they get moving and get in the gym. You know, some people can do both at the same time, but I've seen a lot of people get burnt out because they're like, I have to drink a gallon of water a day and I have to take all of these supplements and then I have to work out five days a week and I have to be perfect with my food. And then I also have to do 10,000 steps and it's, it's so much and you don't have to do everything all at once. It is baby steps. And that brings us to our next point, which is consistency will always beat out perfection. Absolutely. Like you could be 100% perfect on your game 24-7, just restricting yourself with that all or nothing mindset where you're only eating X, Y, Z. You're never letting yourself do this. You're never letting yourself do this. And I mean, what do you think happens then? What's probably going to happen is you're going to get burnt out eventually. you lose your shit. (laughs) Exactly. Because life isn't meant to be lived with restrictions that are so tight. You want to find yourself a comfortable balance to where what you're doing with your fitness and with your wellness and your eating is something that is sustainable. And that's why we talk so much about consistency because the type of dieting that the three of us do, flexible dieting, that's something to where it's not so restrictive that you get burnt out. Mm. You can be 80% consistent or more or less, and that's still doing so much more than if you weren't doing anything. You really have to look at it that way. If you have a a week of eating where you're 75% consistent, well, congratulations, you did 75% more than you would have done if you hadn't adhered at all to your plan. So. We really try to, to tell people that 
it's no big deal if you're not perfect. Nobody is. No human being is perfect. <laughs> All we want to do is see you show up. And we have a lot of awesome people who really do show up. And we see you when you do. I promise you, we see you. Yeah. Danny, you had some really good things to say about that too. Just mainly that trying to be perfect, that like perfection mentality, consistency versus perfection is along the lines of what Aaron said, where there, then you get burned out, you know, and you think, Hey, if I'm not 100% compliant, then just fuck it all. You know, it's all gone out the window. So I'm not going to track it all this week, or I'm not going to track it all today, or I'm going to eat whatever I want because I already screwed it up rather than realizing like, okay, maybe that didn't fit perfectly in my plan. Maybe I'm a little over today or whatever else, but that doesn't mean that I have to just throw out the rest of the day or throw out the rest of the week. And then I'll be a hundred percent next week. No, no, not at all. Just keep track. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. We all have as coaches, we've even posted about it before. I've had days, many days, of course, where, you know, I'm over or I'm eating more than I normally do because maybe it was a special occasion or, Maybe I just planned poorly that day. Life yeah. happens. Like if this isn't your regular routine that you're planning poorly constantly, then yeah, that's an issue. But when it comes up every once in a while, it happens. And so then I've eaten over or I've not really paid attention that well to what I've eaten. And so what I do is I just start again, you know, and not even start again and where I have to start over, but I just continue doing what I was doing. Just continue. Yeah. So one more thing on that. Perfectionism is rooted in fear, you guys. Perfectionism is not a personality trait. Perfectionism is not something that's cool. (laughs) It's actually rooted in fear. And if you are so intent on being perfect and doing things perfectly, you're going to fail. You just set yourself up for failure. You've created too many rules for yourself rather than some like good solid boundaries. And you will likely fail and then you'll lose trust with yourself and then you just create the cycle over and over again and we see it we see it happen all the time and and we've been there ourselves and then you start to feel you're not worthy yeah because you keep feeling like you're letting yourself down and you're failing so you just freaking suck yeah and i don't know what's wrong with me but nothing's wrong with you i don't deserve it because i just suck and (laughs) no no (laughs) no (laughs) I mean I could expand on that but just no (laughs) we're just gonna say no we're saying no we'll talk about that another day (laughs) so another big part in making sure that you reach your goals is to prioritize yourself it is yes and I don't mean this in a sense of you're more important than everyone else around you you know a lot of people are like well that has to be my kids or that has to be my job or whatever else, otherwise I won't be able to make ends meet or whatever excuse people can think of or whatever reasoning people can come up with. But really prioritizing yourself is just showing up for yourself. It doesn't mean that instead of taking care of your kids, you work out for five hours a day. No, it just means that you find a way to do both. And you can. I had a friend tell me recently that one of my posts, I think it was a while back that I posted it, but she messaged me and she was like, I just want you to know that whenever I don't feel like working out for the day, I think back to that one time when you posted something that for you, you try to think of workouts as like a shower or brushing your teeth. 
where essentially no matter how busy you are that day, usually you're going to shower or brush your teeth, right? Because it's essential to your day. It's something that's programmed in you that you need to do to be healthy, to feel good, to look good. And it doesn't have to take that much time, right? Like you can get ready for the day and take two hours if you're going somewhere spectacular, or you could get ready for the day in 10 minutes and still do what you need to do. Brush your teeth, take a quick shower, whatever else. It's Do amazing makeup in 10 minutes. Well, not amazing, but I mean. I don't don't ever take longer than 10 minutes to do my makeup. (laughs) (laughs) with a workout right or nutrition like essentially in this podcast obviously we're talking more about nutrition but it's really even though the post she was referring to was about working out it's really an idea you don't have to make it as difficult as you think it needs to be it doesn't have to take up a ton of time sure maybe some days you could spend three hours meal prepping and planning for the week And then maybe other weeks, you're literally just buying microwavable, steamable bags of veggies and rotisserie chicken because it's already prepared. And that's how you're staying on track that week. Regardless of what it is, think of it as brushing your teeth or taking a shower, doing those things that you need to do to take care of yourself that are ingrained in you that you need to do to prioritize and take care of yourself. Try to think of it the same way. And after you've gotten into the habit of doing these things, it actually becomes that way. Mm, yeah. It becomes that much of second nature. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but for me, that just, I don't really have to think about it anymore. That just is something that I do. Yeah, that's so true. It really is. There's, in, in terms of working out, you know, like I have a Peloton. So it's funny that they're, at first I was like, why are there 10 minute workouts? You know, like there's a 10 minute workout. There's a five minute workout. I think there's 20 minutes or 15 all the way up to 45 hour, whatever. And it's like, if you only have 15 minutes to work out, then do it because at least you have that. Yeah. It's something. And that 15 minutes is for you. Right. And then guess what? One day, another day, you will have 45 minutes. Yeah. Just focus on today. I would say that I think just like we, especially as women, like we tend to put ourselves second, whether it's to our kids or to our husbands or to our um, our girlfriend or boyfriend or spouse or family member in any case, we just kind of tend to put ourselves second because it's somehow like embedded in our nature to do so. But we are just as important as everyone that we are serving or helping or, you know, as part of someone's life. So it's kind of like, really keeping that in mind, like my health matters and my goals matter. And yes, the other people around me matter too, but not on a higher level than, than yourself. And I I had a conversation with a friend the other day where she said, I just don't know how to get into the mindset of like getting back on track with my workouts because I'm just so busy. And it's kind of just thinking like, make working out on the same level as everything else, as your grocery shopping, as you're cooking, as you're taking care of your kids, as you're taking care of your dogs, as you're going to your job, just make it on the same level as those things, because it's important. Your health is so important. And whether that's nutrition or working out or both, it's something that absolutely deserves to be prioritized. One of the things I see a lot too is women will be like, well, I can't eat healthy because at dinner time I have to cook what the kids will like and my husband won't eat that or whatever. And it's like, first of all, some <laughs> these kids should eat what you tell them to, but obviously that's not going to work. <laughs> but, you know, if your husband isn't supportive of what you eat, like he can make his own food. You know, my husband and I. Okay, eat- for excuses. I'm yeah. Sorry. 
I totally agree. Your kids should eat what you give them. And some people have that rule and it works for them. It doesn't and, work for me. My kids yeah. are too picky. But that doesn't mean that because my kids are picky, I'm going to eat chicken nuggets and fries every meal because that's what they eat. Exactly. The metabolism of a seven, a six, and a three-year-old who's young <laughs> all day and play and jump all day. I don't. Most <laughs> don't. Kids literally burn more calories than we could possibly imagine. So yes, if they're going to eat pizza or chicken nuggets and fries, just a segue here, I do also feed them a lot of fruit and a lot of vegetables. We have rules on that. But that's, <laughs> I don't want to just put it out there that I'm like feeding my kids crap. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's what I'm going to eat. And right. it literally takes, I mean, it goes back into what I was saying before about you're complicating it. You're making it too complicated. It takes maybe 10 minutes for me to make their food and then 10 minutes for me to make my food. I mean, you're not slaving in the kitchen for an hour cooking a gourmet meal for your kids and then slaving another hour cooking a gourmet meal for yourself. Like, right. Absolutely not. And if you are doing that, maybe you need to change that. If you are doing that, come to my house and cook a gourmet meal for me. <laughs> Yeah, because you could be doing a lot of other things in those two hours, you know? Yeah. And that, I mean, it's really just to say that it's not that hard for you to, and, and especially with like what we do, you can eat a lot of the same things that, you know, that your husband does or, or that if, you know, you don't have to make two giant separate meals. And especially if you are, you know, pretty good at prepping some stuff on the front end, then it's easy to kind of like slam something together later yeah. on. I don't see any reason why anyone would ever have to make a separate meal for your husband because either a, we hear like, it all the time though. We hear yeah, it all the time. Insane. Okay. <laughs> if your husband wants butter on his food, make yours without it and then add the butter to his after the fact. If your husband needs more rice or more pasta or more potatoes, then give him more potatoes. And you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't even understand. I am five, two and barely 140 pounds currently. My husband is 6'2 and 220 pounds. Him and I eat the same dinner every single night. Do we eat the same amounts? Obviously not. <laughs> it's, it's doable. It's yeah. just to, and maybe it's because it's not what you're used to. And I get that. But it doesn't have to be that hard. Yes. So our last, our last tip, if you really want to just rock out your wellness goals and end up at the end of the year, just knowing that like maybe the whole year didn't look perfect, but that you got to where you wanted to be, at least how you want to feel. Our last tip is to hire help. I personally, I started with a nutrition coach friggin' years ago and I had had multiple coaches and I had one who was an amazing name in the industry and I was with her for a few years and there's so much value. Like people want to do things themselves. I don't, I don't know exactly what that's all about, but there's this need, like, I just want to do it myself. I got to do it myself. I should be able to do it myself. And at the end of the day, if you have someone else not just like holding your hand and like telling you what to eat, having someone support you, be, you know, accountable for you, be your cheerleader and talk you off the ledge, give you advice. That is invaluable. And they're going to help you get there faster than if you do it by yourself and you stumble and you fall and you give up and you don't have someone there who's just kind of like, Hey, I've got you. Like, 
or or to talk you talk you out of something because I know for me sometimes I would try to get away with a little more food or sometimes maybe I'll try to get away with a little less food because I think it'll get me there faster and have a coach being like hey no trust me I've got you eat this and we'll get you to where you want to be and it takes that like pressure off right well and someone who potentially has more experience and more knowledge on yeah. this, you know why not why are we so quick to hire people for so many other things but then that just seems like blasphemous or something <laughs> so it in my mind it just is why not I've literally had people ask me before my face well why why would you spend money on like a nutrition coach and I literally look back at them and I'm like well why not yeah yeah it's a lot more than someone just giving you a set of numbers and saying hey eat this much and eat this much and good luck it's so much more than that it's like you have someone joining your team and someone who's right there with you for your goals helping you reach them in ways that are sustainable in ways that are healthy they make adjustments when things aren't going as planned and and it's personalized. Yeah. It's not that they're looking at you and they're saying, Oh, well, you know, here's my one size fits all plan. They're looking Some at people everything. do. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. Where you said, you know, it's not like someone's just giving you a set of numbers and telling you to eat this much and good luck. I wanted to say, well, actually, a lot of people do that. And a lot of people do have cookie cutter plans where I don't care what you weigh, what your activity level is or any of that. This is what I give to the women. This is what I give to the men or whatever else. So my addition to what you were saying was be a little bit choosy about who you use and make sure you're going to be getting more than just a set of numbers. Have that be something that you are sure. Because if you're just getting a set of numbers, if you're inexperienced or if you're just learning or just starting out or any of that, you're probably not going to make it very far with that. And get a coach who's willing to answer your questions. When you say, well, why do you want me to eat this much protein? Or why do you want me to eat this much veggies? Because I'm get smarter yourself- than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get someone who's just going to say, because I said so. Like, because I know someone, better. <laughs> get someone who's going to give you those answers and help you learn. Because this is all about you learning and you getting those tools for your toolbox and keeping them. Like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like you guys, there's a difference between spending money and investing. And that's a conversation I have had a lot with people this year. And I personally invest in myself a ton because I know the value. And I know that when I am investing in a coach or in a mentor or in a program, I know that I am going to see return on that investment. And that isn't always a monetary return. But when you show up better in your everyday life for your family, for your boss, for your job, for your friends, whatever it may be, your kids, that investment, you will see dividends on that. And yes, we are all coaches. Yes, we are coaches at XL Nutrition. And yes, we would love it if you wanted to sign up with us for the new year. And we are here and ready and waiting for it. But if you choose someone else, that's cool too. We have very similar philosophies here and it's all about sustainability. We just want to see you succeed. Yeah. We are committed to your success, you guys. Like, We talk all the time about it. We are in constant communication together as coaches on what our clients are up to and how they're doing. And we troubleshoot things. And we have two different plans. So we have, if you've heard of counting macros, um, and that's something you're familiar with, we do that. So we have one-on-one 
macro counting. And of course, you can get a bazillion adjustments. Obviously, you're not going to need a bazillion adjustments if you're actually following the plan. (laughs) But everyone here is amazing at that. Erin and Danny both are incredible. They've seen awesome success for their one-on-one macro counting clients. And then we also have the Busybody plan. And Busybody is new. It's something I created over the summer because, well, (laughs) way before the summer, it took me about 10 months (laughs) to figure out. But Busybody is really just, it really simplifies things and it takes away that dialed in scale, weigh and measure every bite approach. It really kind of just makes it so it's more of a lifestyle plan and it's better for people who are busy and who are moms or you really don't want to do the whole scale weighing and measuring thing. And some people are more comfortable with that and that's awesome. And some people are more uh, comfortable with counting macros and that's cool too. So we have options. Both are one-on-one. You get attention from your coach, whether that be Aaron or Danny, and you get emails every week. You check in every single week with your pictures. We analyze everything. You get unlimited, you know, you want to just send an email and be like, I'm having a shit day help. (laughs) You know, you'll get a response back from your coach. And as a bonus, we have a Facebook community. You know, it's not like the Facebook community is everything, but it's what you put into it. And if you are in there to get support from the other members, you want some meal ideas, you know, inspiration, we're always posting videos in there. We're always posting tips. We're always posting meal ideas, um, even though we all pretty much eat the same thing every day. (laughs) But yeah, it's like a really awesome, and I'm not saying it because I'm the owner, but it's like a really (laughs) awesome, supportive, beautiful community. I've had some, you know, clients that have been with me for years in there and it's really great. And I'm super proud to have both Erin and Darini on board and they're incredible coaches. Like anyone would be lucky to work with them. Well, thanks, Crystal. (laughs) We're lucky to work with you. (laughs) No, we we really do. Like, I love our Facebook group. I love the way that people support each other in there. No one's shy to talk about, like, even if they've had a bad day, they'll come in there and they'll say, hey, you guys, like, I sucked today. And here's why. And it's like, (laughs) the amount of support that comes out of people in there is just like, no, you don't suck. You're awesome. We're with you. Like, get back on track. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's great to have that community in addition to having your one-on-one coach. I love that about this program. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what, else, yeah. what else can I even add? <laughs> yeah. We're all a part of it too. Like we post in there and, you know, I'll share stuff that's going on with me. And the reason why I didn't mention myself as a coach is because as I have probably said on this podcast a million times, I have a new program that I'm rolling out. So it's more of that internal work. And so that's why I'm not doing the one-on-one nutrition coaching because I want to make sure that my, my one-on-one clients get a bazillion percent of my attention. So yeah, quick little recap here. The five ways that if you want to reach, actually reach your wellness goals, goals, holy shit, you guys want to actually reach your wellness goals for 2021, then you want to make sure that you're setting tangible and realistic goals. You want to be okay with baby steps. You want to know that consistency beats perfection every time. You need to prioritize yourself first. And you definitely want to hire some help to help get you there. 
So thank you, Danny and Aaron, for taking the time to hop on with me today. If you guys have any questions about the program, you can absolutely email me or pop in my DMs at Excel Rose. Email me hi at crystalrose.com or go ahead to the website, crystalrose.com slash nutrition, and you will see everything there about our programs. We have FAQs, we have testimonials, we have pictures, all of the stuff. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time. Thank you.